Welcome to the Homegirls. Four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired, in real life on YouTube, and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomegirlsCO. Thanks for listening. We love you. I became an economist. Um, I don't know, not very exciting. But I was going to be a sports agent, and then my mom passed away. My one regret in life, I was telling you offline, Jessica, was that I told my mom I was going to visit her, guys, and, um, and she passed away before I had a chance because I didn't realize how sick she was. So you know, I was talking to a friend the other day who was driving halfway across the country, and she was going to just kind of miss her grandma. And we talked about this the other day, and she's like, you know what, I'm going to take the whole afternoon and spend it with my grandma because you never regret the time you spend with those that matter most to you. So, um, you know, but because of my childhood, when I became an adult at 18, I wasn't really an adult, but I thought I was, um, I made it all about me and I was really selfish. And, and, um, and so I talked to my mom on the phone and I would visit her occasionally, but I, I just never realized how amazing she was. I and mean, I knew it. I loved her from my heart. She was the most amazing woman in my life. But, um, and then, yeah, like I, I was becoming a sports agent. When my mom died, I, I just changed paths. We can go down that path if you want or not. But um, it's funny how his redirection is for your protection. And you don't always know right away why things happen. But um, one day in life, or at least when you get in heaven, you hear, oh, okay, like that's why that happened. Like I was wondering. Um, and so in 2005, guys, I moved to Charlotte Sight on Scene and, and the rest is history. Um, you know, went through some ups and downs, but I just, I just always felt like if someone gave me a chance, I could be the friend that deserve. And I believe everyone should be an expert using all the gifts that God has given you with all the passions to be the best in whatever you do. Um, always being present wherever you are, right? Like I was a little late to this call, not because I was late, but because technology, which is not my best friend. Um, and so now like I started a mortgage company, Covenant First Mortgage. We're kicking bun, taking names. We're going around the country. And, um, you know, we got a real estate group and, and I've got two little boys. I'm married. I live here in Charlotte. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can talk about anything. Like I serve on my church board. Um, I don't know. I just, I just believe we live for a very short period of time. And, and you three gals, all four of you, you have these amazing, unique spiritual gifts that made you perfect in his eyes that no one else has. And I think life just kind of distracts us and discourages us and kind of keeps us from thinking we can reach our true potential. And, and we feel selfish if we kind of go outside of the norm or what's comfortable and complacent. But really, guys, I think it's selfish to not go reach your true potential. I think it's selfish to not go be what God has designed you guys to be. So I love that you're doing this podcast. I love that you guys are going outside your comfort zone. And, um, and so, yeah, I love to go in any direction you guys want. Jessica, you were saying like this kind of just goes in all different directions. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of as long as you lead with sharing love and grace and giving more than you take, then we really should just like reach our true potential, which is so much more guys. You guys are so much more than realtors, so much more than moms and wives and even friends, but like you can change the world. Mm-hmm. Like Mother Teresa believed it. Oprah believed it. You guys can change the world. I actually just went ahead and hit record. And so <laughs> we've been recording now because I didn't want to miss this because I think it's right? amazing. Um, so com- let's backtrack for a second. What brought you to Charlotte? So, you know, I've got like, I've got like the um, encouraging, like God story. And then I've got like the, I was actually engaged in DC. I proposed right after my mom died suddenly. And my ex-wife's best friend convinced her that I only proposed because I was sad, which might have been true. Um, and so she left me and I kind of followed her, to be honest. We weren't together or anything. But um, long story short, I was going to speak at a sports and entertainment law conference in DC um, in May of 04. And guys, I was becoming a sports agent. I had all those athletes on my side. And, and it was like my dream job as, as a young man. And um, and I was getting ready to go to the hotel for this conference. And I, was, I came across a reminder card for an MS walk, which was the next day. And it was just on my heart to not be selfish for once and go do the walk. And so I did the walk. And my friend said he picked the walk over the talk. And so like I canceled on the talk. And the dean like sent me like this nasty email. And it's kind of like when you get that voicemail, that email from like, from like um, a seller or like an old girlfriend, like you told them something like you've been wanting to say since college. And 
you're like, I need some wine to get this one, like to read this voicemail or to check this email. And I didn't really want to read it. But for the first time, I was not selfish for at least a moment. And so I just went on a different path. And so I like, I left DC and my dream job, I left all my friends. I just packed my bags, guys, and I moved to Charlotte. And, um, and on my way down, I had all this time in the car because it was a long drive from DC to Charlotte, like seven hours. And I started thinking like, how on earth are you going to do this, David? Like, I didn't know anything about real estate. I didn't know anyone in Charlotte. And I started thinking like, I wish I had friends. Like if I had a friend, I'd have a fighting chance. I would show them how much I care. And, um, and so then I started thinking about my friends in DC and how like, bless their heart, but I don't know if I would trust them with walking my dog or painting my bedroom, let alone like the biggest financial decision most of us will ever make. And so I was like, you need to be the expert. Uh, and I started thinking like, if I ever have a chance to have kids, I got two beautiful little boys that I want to be the dad that I never had. because My dad left me. And, and, um, and so those three guiding principles are what I, um, I attempt to live by and lead by every day. And um, I got saved in 2009. So I was not a believer when I came to Charlotte. I think I just came to be a good person um, and to help. But I think I had a lot of idols for like recognition and worth and security and love. And um, so now like I lead by those three guiding principles of be the friend, be the expert, be present, with God in the center of all, like always giving more than you take. But you can never lose if you always are focused on just giving. Um, I hope this is helpful. You guys are great, by the way. So one of the things that you had said to me earlier today when we were chatting was you guys give back a million dollars a year. Um, not by myself, you know, um, you know, of course, like, you know, nothing is done by one. Um, but yeah, through our group, um, through our real estate company and our mortgage company. And um, that, that is like one of our focuses because here's the thing, there's only two masters, either God is your master or it's money. Right. And, um, and then if money's your master, then it becomes an idol and, and speaking on stage in an idol, or like I was telling you earlier, Jessica, like a reality TV show would be an idol or being successful or being the champion or being a high in rankings or is an idol. Um, and it's all idols. And so when you just give it all away and when you, give your life something more than yourself, then you actually realize that, you know, you find yourself in something so much more than what you ever imagined um, by giving your life away. Um, and so, I mean, we don't have forever, right? So um, once, you, once you realize your purpose, which it's obvious that you guys are on that path, which is amazing. And I appreciate you guys doing this because there's so many people that struggle guys and they want to be, they want to find their true purpose. And they're like, I'm so much more than a realtor. I'm so much more than a mom or a dad or a wife or a husband. And, and, or they think they are, or they hope they are. And they are, they are like in our team, like no one wears a name tag because I was like, guys, you're so much more than a realtor. Um, so yeah, it's all about giving Jessica. I mean, like the, it's all about giving. I mean, Christmas is all about hustling too though. Right. Cause I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, grit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always telling my oldest son that like, you know, just work hard, like stop, you know, don't complain when you complain, you remain, but, um, but yeah, it's all about giving. Um, I'm not the best at it. I work on it every day, you know, at, at church and at home. Um, my goal is just to emulate Jesus to the best of my ability. I was actually raised Jewish and, um, and I didn't, I never had a lot. Um, and so, um, it's easy to give, right? Like Jessica, I was telling you earlier that like, I believe that it's hard to find gratitude without perspective, but when you're given perspective, oftentimes through adversity, at first we want to yell at God and ask, why me? That's the greatest gift. Right? When you're just handed a million dollar listing or a nice watch or a car or just an easy life, where's your gratitude going to come from? Like, what are we grateful for? Like, where's the perspective? And so when you give to someone who's in need, um, you know, there's so many people in need, guys, that have so much less than us. And, and I, I believe that everyone on this call, all four of us, I believe that we are marketplace ambassadors. I believe that real estate is our vehicle to to serve. I think real estate's our vehicle to show that you can serve unconditionally. It doesn't matter if it's a renter or a million dollar listing, first time home buyer, uh, what it is, um, just serve unconditionally. And, and your friends are watching, right? Your friends are like, how are you doing that, Lindsay? Like, Kristen, tell me how you're able to persevere through challenges. Like, Jessica, how do you make it all work? And, and they watch, right? They watch from afar and then they ask questions behind the scenes. Um, so you can make a difference. I hope you guys know that. So you're on the road, leaving DC. Like, where did real? Where did the thought of real estate even come from? 
Yeah, so long story short, I was the expert in the jock tax. I mean, that might not mean much to you because it didn't mean much to me, but the jock tax is how athletes get taxed when they travel. So like, um, you know, when the Broncos go to, go to Charlotte to play the Panthers, um, they get taxed in Charlotte, they get taxed in, in North Carolina, but then they get taxed in Denver, they get taxed in Colorado. And, you know, for Peyton Manning, that might be okay, but for a lot of the guys, um, you know, they're not making as much money and they don't play for that long. I actually just helped Matt Paradis buy a house. He just moved to Charlotte from Colorado. He's your old center. He's become a good friend because um, I get to help a lot of the Panthers. And um, he's very humble. So I was telling him about it. He's like, oh, Dave, I know all about the jock tax. And, um, and so anyway, long story short, I was an economist, guys. At 20 years old, I was an economist. All my friends were dating and drinking and doing pot and God knows what else. And I was going to the office at five in the morning on the Metro with money I didn't have and suits I couldn't afford because my Dean saw something in me because I built that relationship. And when I was at that think tank, they asked me about the jock tax. And they're like, David, we know you love sports. I was never good enough to play them at the highest level, but I loved them. And so they asked me about the jock tax. So I started digging in guys. And the expert is not a know-it-all. The expert actually knows what they know, but equally, if not more importantly, they know what they don't know. Um, and so I just kind of became the expert and I traveled and I made a lot of mistakes. I remember I was testifying in Cincinnati City Council and I was like, but guys, you, you know, you need to feel bad for the Bengals because like they don't make that much money. And they're like, yeah, we don't feel bad for, you know, I was learning. I was in my early 20s. Um, but long story short, when I, when I realized I was burning that bridge with the dean, when I picked the MS walk, my friends were like, but you love real estate, guys. And, 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 and I did, not because I knew much about it, but this was 2004 when like people bought homes with access checks and they got, like I was making 27 grand a year, but they were like, oh, you mean 72 grand a year? I was like, I do mean 72 grand a year. And I was buying homes and money I didn't have. And they're like, and you love people, you care about relationships. That's the other thing, guys. Outside my mom, I had no relationships. That's why relationships matter so much to me, right? Is that, um, you know, when something is taken from you or something is not given to you, that's where you have perspective of, and you actually have that gratitude. And so, yeah, so my friends were like, you love real estate, you love people, why don't you get into real estate? And so God just called me to Charlotte because one, I was, you know, kind of chasing someone. Um, we actually got together, got married, got divorced, and then like went through full circle. Um, so it's funny how God works. Sometimes he stays out of the way and says like, I'll let you figure it out. And then he comes in and you least expect them. So, um, so yeah, but I just said, you know what, regardless if it's real estate, Lindsay, regardless if it's um, serving tables, you know, I used to be a waiter, a bartender, regardless of um, if you are a garbage man, if you are, you know, whatever you do, a teacher, it doesn't matter. Um, just give more than you take and just, just be the best version of yourself. Like use your spiritual gifts. Um, you know, Mother Teresa didn't have to be the CEO of a big company with high rankings and all this income to change the world. Martin Luther King didn't have to live to be a hundred and have this big house with big cars and big bank accounts and tell everyone on social media how honored grateful he is. You know, he, they just emulated what they believed they were called to do and they changed the world one person. You've got four. I love that. So what's the structure of your team currently? So two years ago, we were chasing, right? We were still like, because I'm always focusing on removing idols, guys. Like, spend some time by yourself. I'll send Jessica this morning, like, Kristen, you need window pane time. Lindsay, make sure you have the window pane time. You have beautiful plantation shutters. Just spend window pane time. Just stare into space. Just close your eyes. That's how clarity comes because you just remove it all. Um, and um, but we were chasing. Like, I was one of the original expansion pirates. So every other month, it'd be like, you have an office? I've got two offices. How about you? And we, we all were chasing to get that JPEG flyer on Facebook with our new office that we're honored and grateful to put up there with our new location. So we had 24 offices. And when I came to Denver, Jessica, I think I had like 28 or something. Mm -hmm. And we, we ripped them all up, guys. We like pulled them all apart. Because I asked like, why am I doing this? And I'm chasing like production and bigger numbers. And but like our profit was so small. And like my time at home was small. And I wasn't making a difference in Charlotte. And I remember Gary saying, Dave, you're so much better than this. And I'm like, but my business has never been bigger. He's like, but that's not who you are. You're so much more than a business person. You're so much more than GCI ranking at Keller Williams. And so we just ripped it all up, guys. Like, and we went back to Charlotte and I just focused on my base and my friends and my sphere and my church and all the people that were there for me before the chase. And um, 
And so now like I've got all the free time in the world. I serve on my church board. Um, I serve on a domestic violence board with uh, Steve Smith, who just retired from the NFL, dear friend. And, um, and I started this mortgage company with two of my best friends, Covenant First Mortgage. And we have um, a new homes division. We have an amazing success team, which is our client care team, which is what like my name is, because I guess I logged in as them because I was trying to figure it out because client care knows, knows technology a lot better than David Hoffman. And um, we just have amazing people. And, and my goal every day is to give opportunities. So like there's two or three people that manage every builder. We've got multiple people at DHE that are owners in my mortgage company. We have people that um, lead in our luxury division, our sports entertainment division, and we all serve. We all come together and serve. I actually just started talking about um, culture share. We started culture share where anyone who brings someone else into our organization gets 6% of all revenue that comes in. And, um, and so we made these really pretty flyers our marketing manager did with hearts around there. It's really cool. Someone just posted it on Facebook on my page. And, um, and so our goal is just to just help everyone on our team reach their spiritual gifts. So every single person on our team has at least two, if not five or six revenue streams. And, um, and yeah, we just spent a lot of time together. We just love on one another. And so we went from when I was in Denver, we probably had 90 people. Now we're, we're at 26 and I have so much more free time to hang out with, with you wonderful ladies. Um, I have so much more free time to get healthy. Um, during the coronavirus, I've been fasting 20 plus hours a day, 20 to 30 hours a day. And, um, and it just gives you clarity, guys. Sometimes less is more. I'm not saying not to be the best version of yourself. I'm actually saying exactly that. Do exactly that. Be the best version of yourself. Like, get rid of all the junk and just focus on what you're called to do and just change the world. I, I'm so happy that you're bringing that up and you're you're pointing out that that's the reason why we're doing this podcast because that is the that is the core reason why us girls are doing this podcast is because our industry is so stuck on chasing things and chasing the numbers that it brings our minds and just makes them go bonkers. And we're we're here to tell everybody in the real estate industry and even in the world that it's okay to be simple. It's okay to sit back, relax, and do you and focus on yourself. Don't worry about other people. Don't worry about those big numbers. As long as you're happy within and your, your family's healthy and you're healthy, nothing else should matter. And I'm so happy, like when we bring somebody on, don't get me wrong. Like, I love to hear about their story and I love to hear how they, they build these teams and everything, but it's, it's fresh air to hear that you are doing it for you and not to chase those big numbers. I love it. And, and I agree hundred percent, Kristen. And, um, like at the end of the day, when you're 80 on the rocking chair, 95 on the rock, you guys are all in good shape. So when you're 105 on the rocking chair and you're, you're looking back at your life, you know, your kids, even your grandkids, they'll be, you know, moved on and, and having their own lives and you're very proud of them and they're there and that's all wonderful. At the end of the day, it's you, right? And like, when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you spend that time and you realize you're getting closer to going to heaven, you know, like I was saying this morning, when I, Jessica and I were messaging, like, are you going to regret the listing you didn't take or, or the award ceremony you missed? Or are you going to regret that time with, your child, the time with your best friend, you're gonna regret the, the, the leap you did not take or you're gonna regret the mistake. You don't regret the mistake, you regret the leap you didn't take. You know, there's something freeing about two things. One, just being present wherever you are, just giving 110% to this podcast, giving 110% to your workout, to, to your family, to your friendships, to your service. And then just not caring what people think, guys, caring about them but not focusing on their response, right? Like making it about giving to them, going over the problem, not keeping score about what they give back and not focusing on what they think, but just focusing on how you can just do more for them, do more to serve them, do more to help other people. And yeah, Kristen, just be the best version of yourself. Um, but like rankings and competition and idols, um, it's all a shiny object that is going to rust. Right? Well, it, it'll last what? Like you go up on the stage, you receive a reward and you, and you sit down. Like you literally just stressed about 
the entire year walking up on a stage, grabbing an award, and sitting down. But then it gets worse though, too. Yeah, it does. Because, because then it's like, well, I got the award next year, I have to do more, and then I have yeah. to do more, and then I have to do, yeah. and then it's always just, it never stops. It's it never does. No, it never stops. You guys are awesome. We need to hang out more often. So you know what's funny? A few years, a few years ago, guys, I had a real epiphany. A few years ago, I realized that I was surrounding myself with people too often that were lifting me up. And this may sound weird. You're like, yeah, isn't that good? You know, like, and they're telling me like, you're awesome, you're awesome, blah blah blah. And now, now I surround myself with two types of people: people that. I can be a fountain too. No one's a drain, but I can be a fountain too. And don't get me wrong, they're not yes sir people, but um, I can help them, I can lift them up. And then another group that's like, no matter how many homes I sell, they don't care because either they're changing the world or they're focused on what really matters, right? And so both ends of the spectrum, either like, it's kind of like, oh, I'm the mayor. They're like, really? I'm the governor, right? Like, I'm the governor. Well, I'm the president. So, like, you can never impress them, which is a humbling experience where it's a real relationship. It's not matching. It's just like, wow, you're really my friend. Like, Lindsay, you're actually my friend because you like me, not because I'm successful and you're going to tell me how great I am. And so then, Chris, and the other person's there is the one you're pouring into. So you don't want drains, right? So you want to either be found to them or they're found to you. You're pouring to them. They're pouring to you. There's no draining here, and there's no, like, like clapping, there's no, you know, like, oh wow, like, I wanna be around you, I wanna surround myself with you because you have success, so you have fame, or I wanna get to where you are, or that you're even a matching or taking a relationship. It's just authentic relationships, guys. Yeah, like you said earlier, less is more. If the three of you and, and your, you know, your fourth partner in crime were the only friends on the planet you have, one of the most successful people on the planet that I know, one of my best friends, he once told me, he's like, Dave, I have five friends. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know everyone. He's like, oh, I know everyone, but I have five friends. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know the, the person that's going to tell you that their marriage isn't perfect, the person that's going to tell you that their kids aren't perfect, the person who's going to tell you that their credit score is not perfect and that they don't have it all together, that's who you want around because then you can be your best version of yourself. It's such a lie, guys. Because, like, again, yeah, Lindsay, you keep climbing up that ladder, and when you get to the top, what next? Exactly. You know, like, what did I sacrifice? My marriage, my health, my kids. At the end of the day, when you get to the end of your life, hopefully it's very far down the road for all of y'all. But like, we are not called to be rich people. We're not called to be top realtors. We are called to change the world and to be the best version of ourselves with the gifts that God has given us. And you guys are doing it with this platform, which is so awesome. We talk a lot about, like there's, it, it's always funny to me, like the people that come on the show in whatever day it is, are always the ones that are meant to be here today. And like, I feel like this is the day that David Hoffman gets to speak into our soul. Cause I feel like the three of us are sitting here very quietly for a change, mm. sucking it all in and going, wow, I needed to hear this from someone else. And I said this to you in our message earlier, like, the most successful people to me typically are some of the most miserable, right? Like show me your profit and loss statement. Show me your relationship with your kids. Show me your relationship. So what was, I guess, what was the determining factor for you to tear it down? Was it your wife saying, David, I want more time with you? Was it your kids saying, dad, we want you more around? Yeah, it was, it was honestly a little bit, it's always little, right? Like it's never the amount because you just have to tell the mountain how big your God is and you can climb any mountain. I mean, any of the three of you can be president of the United States and so that's what you're called to do. So it's never the mountain. You know, that's the funny thing in all of this is that, you know, the mountain, um, it's not big until you get close, right? So if you give yourself three years, you guys can do anything you want. It, it's the pebble. You know, it's, it's the having 80, 90 people all draining you at the same time. It's the, wait a minute, I made more money as a single agent than when I had 90 people. It's the, uh, well, hey, so I made it like top five, number one, top 10, whatever it is. I'm going to be on stage. I'm going to do this and this. And then I'm like, wait a minute. So I just left my family. My kids went on vacation without me. Like I'm not in those pictures. Kids fell in love, T-I-M-E, and usually your spouse does too. So regardless of what your, your significant other's love language is, you're not giving it to them from a conference. And then you're like, 
you know, then temptation creeps in and it's either temptation with a significant other, a different sex, or it's temptation for an idol. It's all bad, right? And so I started asking myself, why am I doing all this? Like I had this really good business in Charlotte and then I'm traveling the country and I'm doing client parties in the middle of God knows what cities. I can't name half of them and driving through. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And, um, and I'm expanding off of energy, but I don't have any of it left when I get home and I'm not as healthy and I'm, I'm wearing bigger and bigger suits to cover up the fact that like I used to be in good shape and I can actually wear t-shirts again because I'm healthy and relaxed. And I just started losing track of a matter, Jessica. And so instead of me living my life, I was living society's life for me. And one day I just said, enough's enough. Like God was telling me it for months and years. But, um, you know, it's like when you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I'll just wear black today. I'll just like wear bigger clothes, you know, because I've gained a little weight or, you know, I'll just push off doing that or like my kids will be fine if I do it next week. And like, who does the date night every week? And like, you start making sacrifices everywhere. And I started start asking myself, what are my standards? And my only standard was chasing someone who was more popular. That's the worst thing possible. That's not who I am. Um, and, and, and so then I went back to like, I was married for a year in 2008 guys. And I was always physically faithful, but I was not mentally faithful because I was chasing being the best realtor on the planet. And I said, here I go again, here I go again, a different firm, a different story, for the same outcome. Like it's going to keep happening. It's a vicious cycle. It's like the person that goes in an abusive relationship and they let it keep happening instead of asking for help. Then they finally get out. And then they want recognition so bad they go back into a different bad one when there's so many amazing people that see the good in them. You know, I've got some dear friends and, and like I'm on a domestic violence board. And if I could just like show these ladies how special they are and they deserve better, um, but they keep being told the lies and they keep believing the lies. And so it's all seeking, it's all chasing. And um, guys, if we all snap our fingers and change careers tomorrow, you know, we all know people that are dentists and doctors and gynecologists and, and they never say like honor and grateful to do seven cleanings today, honor and grateful to, you know, do like nine pap smears this morning, like, and then go to lunch, like, you know, like number, number three in number three in, in most, I don't know any, like most divorce hearings before noon, like honor and grateful to make the top five, like, and, and so then, so then you start realizing like, wait a minute, what's my purpose? Like if I die in my sleep tonight, what am I leaving behind? What is my legacy? What are my kids learning? And, um, and, and guys, the good news is that we're here for so much more than making a paycheck or selling a house. Um, the bad news is it might take making a pivot. It might mean you're alone for a day or a week or a month or a year. Mother Teresa and Martin Luther King, for two different reasons, we're not always popular. Like a lot of people challenged Mother Teresa and her intentions. A lot of people disagreed with Martin Luther King. He was assassinated, right? And they changed the world, guys. And, and this was before social media. So, so like on one hand, I love technology because we get to do this. On the other hand, it's such a distraction. Like we have to be present. Like you guys are being really present and we've lost that, right? Like we, we, we've lost just, body language and caring and love language and personality. Like we judge people for worth and recognition and then they lose their security. People wonder why suicide rate has gone through the roof. Why are they wondering? When they see famous people that commit suicide, it's because they get to the top and they realize that's all there is. I mean, that's all there is. So guys, like when, when you see someone who's so successful take their lives or lose their marriage or lose their kids. You realize that you already have so much. You three ladies already have so much. You have so many amazing gifts from God. You have such beautiful families. You have such amazing potential and you have such great reach with this program that like no one can take from you. And you're each uniquely perfect in his eyes. So like why go chase being number two or three or four or maybe even number one in someone else's world in someone else's vision. Okay, so I have a real, real question about this, though. And it's going to be long-winded, so, which is Lindsay, so sorry in advance. But so, like, how do you reconcile what you're saying with that extremely driven personality that I know that you have, just like I have, because otherwise you wouldn't have created everything that you created? So 
I am the perfect cautionary tale. I mean, obviously there's a million people more successful than I ever was, but relative level of success, sacrifice everything in my life for it. And then turned around and said, okay, I'm going to make some changes and shift my priorities. And I've done an amazing job at that over the last 18 months, but now I'm bored because I am that highly driven builder type personality. So how do you reconcile? Like, what do you do next if you make that change? So Lindsay, wonderful question. And um, sometimes God wants you to be bored for a season. It's a reason to learn, right? Like even he rested for day seven. So here's the thing. When you're present wherever you are, like in this hour with me, and thank you for your grace earlier, and you guys are awesome. I could do this with you all afternoon. And um, when you're present where you are, you'll find that he's going to show himself. And there's going to be opportunity to serve so many more and to change the world uh, in, in a season. So what that means is if you wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to have breakfast with my kids and I'm going to go for a jog or work out or I'm going to have Lindsay window pane time and then I'm going to go work for a couple hours and then I'm going to go see a movie like once a time so and so before coronavirus I would see a movie once a quarter guys by myself with some popcorn and Sour Patch Kids and Diet Coke was like a highlight of my week and um, date nights on every Friday night church Sunday morning like you start compartmentalizing everything that's important in your life your standards you own your schedule when you start being present where you are like like you guys are giving me this hour, I'm hope, hopefully showing you I'm being present too. What happens is you're not as bored as you think you are. God is just slowing you down to see what his plan is for you. He has to show it to you, right? Clarity is power. You've got it over your left shoulder and he wants to give you clarity. But when you're going really fast, 120 on the Audubon, when you're going 500 miles an hour up 35,000 feet in United Airlines, you know, it's going too fast. You gotta slow it down. Like the greatest baseball pitchers, just slow it down. Like the greatest hitters can see that 100 mile per hour fastball going really slow. And so shift your mindset. You're not bored. You've just created the leverage that Jessica needs to start having later today. And um, you're, you're opening yourself up for the next plan, for his plan, for the great plan, because you're still so young. And so you can still change the world. Um, if you look at when Oprah Winfrey reached her level of success after being kicked off TV for so many years and being denied. You know, when you see at, at, what, at what age Walt Disney finally reached success after being denied, you realize that the three of you gals are so young um, and that you can still change the world. So maybe, just maybe, you've already reached such a high level of success that you can be bored by being slow and rest, which is the greatest gift, guys, by the way. Like, what greater gift is there to be able to stop and do whatever you feel called to do? And so what I would challenge you, Lindsay, is to stay so present in each place in your life, focusing for 20 minutes, an hour, however long, go see a movie, go take the trip to visit your friends or family, and pray. Like, spend time with that window. Open the plantation shutters. I wonder what's behind you. Are there, like, snow-capped mounds behind you? Maybe not this time of year, but is there anything pretty behind you? And just ask God, like, what do you have planned for me? Because there are people in your life that really respect you, that want to emulate you, that want to partner with you. And maybe they're thinking you're too busy and you don't have time. So when you start showing them that you have time because you're present, that's when opportunity presents itself. I used to ask um, friends, like, what do you think about this? And they would give me advice. You know what they say now? Go pray. And so I spend time by myself and I just pray. And it's so powerful to, like, just think through it and jot down or on the back of the envelope. So... I'm going to challenge you to not intentionally fill that time, but to keep that time to realize what's really possible. And, and so the most successful people, guys, have the most boring schedule. So you said you're bored. The most successful people have the most repetitious, boring calendars. Oh, and then they change the world. It's just such a weird culture shift because... Like, and I can't pin down when it started, but like, you know, we all had this, like we were all watching the pirates. We were obsessed with them. You know, we were like, I was going to ESO five times a year and doing all the things and obsessing over being that. And then slowly, like it started to shift. And we had like the Gary Vaynerchuks that were out there like hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. And now even those people have slowed down the message and they're like, wait a minute, what are you hustling for? What are you grinding for? And it's just such a, like, I feel like it's a shift, a culture shift that's happening 
with a lot of people, even a lot of really bigger agents or organization owners that we're talking to. But like for me, I knew that was wrong, but I'm not sure what's right. Like that's what's hard. Like I made it, you know, I spent 10 years making it to Gary's top 100. You go four times a year, once a quarter. I went one time and I never went back. And everybody in my life was like, why aren't you going? And I was like, I cannot stand to be in that room because the only thing I feel is inadequate. I walk by all these other people and the level of success that I've created, which should have been good enough for me. Like it just feels small and stupid, but now I'm like, but wait, I'm capable of more. So now, now I do watch movies and I hang out with my kid and I'm on my boat twice a week, but now I'm like, you're not living to your potential. And that's where I keep getting down on myself. So yeah. it's weird. So Lindsay, I can go down two paths right now. I can go down the cliche, like really cool, like while wow, David's a really smart path to like really just land this plane, you know, really solid and you're like, wow, the last 10 minutes guys are just impactful. Or I can go really basic and ask you to just turn around, you know, um, at two things. One, open the plantation shutters. And I'm actually asking you maybe open them up at least after the call um, to look outside. Um, but also to look at where on your bold affirmations wall, it says, don't compare your inside to someone else's outside. And, um, you know, the people in that room, the people on the screen, the people on the stage, look, the president of the United States, Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. You know, if you got him, I know people that know him and you know what they're going to say. He's brilliant and he's motivated and he's type A and obviously very successful. And he's um, a mess. And he's a mess. He's a narcissist and he's insecure and he never had love as a child. And so he's always trying. Why do you think he's on Twitter wars as the president of the United States? A week after getting elected, guys, in 2016, a week after getting elected president of the United States, you're talking about success, right? The most successful human on the planet. A week after getting elected, he's sitting in his Trump Tower hotel room and he had a media person coming and, and the person was running late and all the other media people were gonna leave. And he's like, don't leave, don't leave. This person's really important. He's really special, he's really important. And they're, and they're like, sir, you're president-elect. <laughs> like we came for you. And, and the crazy thing is guys, is like people might look at him and see like overconfident, but he's overcompensating because he reached the highest level of success on the planet. And he would love to find someone that loves him for him. He would love to feel his parents' love. He would love to have a relationship with his wife and his kids that's intimate and authentic. And he's always chased and bought and paid for. So Lindsay, maybe spend time with your kids and on the boat. Maybe people would die for that because they would. You know, there's a lot of kids that when they do make a wish, they say, I want to meet this celebrity, this athlete, this politician, this wrestler. And, um, and there's other people that are just like, I want to go on the lake. I want to go on the water. You know, um, Gary Keller almost died in 1995 uh, and was going homeless and it was almost broke. And he said, if I don't lose this lawsuit, if I can get on the other side of all of this, I'm going to pull back and stop releasing and I'm going to release control. And, and forget about real estate, guys. It's in all aspects of life. Even being a mom and a wife can't be an idol. Like you can't just say like, well, if my kids become really popular and successful and they go to University of Colorado and they get their PhD, then I did a good job, right? Like, like if my marriage lasts 75 years and we never have an argument and all of our friends say, I want to emulate how Kristen is at home, like then we did a good job. What you want to do is just be the best version of yourself. Like you want to ask yourself, can I put my head on the pillow at the end of the day with no regret and with peace? And if you can go to bed with, without regret and with peace and you can wake up with joy, then you're probably giving more than you take, right? You're probably making it more about other people. Because again, at the end of the day, like if you lived more like Mother Teresa, more like Jesus, you know what they have in common? Everything. They, they, they lived poor and they focused on the poor. And they both could have had everything. You don't think Mother Teresa could have been like, honored and grateful to help more people than any other human alive and been on every stage. She never wanted that. Um, and so just focus on what you're called to do. Focus on the reach that you have. The three of you, and then your fourth you know, partner in crime, you have such a large, vast reach, but the devil's gonna tell you that you're not enough. It's gonna he's gonna tell you to just focus on being a better mom or a better friend or a better realtor, like maybe next year and just later, later, later. At the end of the day, when you talk about people in real estate or 
Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins, do you ever see their wives? Because I don't. And I know, like, do you ever see their kids? You know, like Cat Stevens' song I was telling you about, Jessica, like that's my big, one of my biggest fears. I don't have fear or anxiety because I think it's the devil pushing God out. But at the end of the day, you know what success is? Success is being authentic. It's being okay, being who you are, wherever you are, even if you make mistakes. Guys, I make mistakes every day, then I go to breakfast. And, but you know what though? Like, because we're not perfect, right? Only one is perfect and we're not robots. So you make a mistake, you learn from it, you don't do it again, you move on, you give more than you take. It's very simple. It may not be easy because it's not sexy and attractive and it may not put you on a big screen or a small screen or any screen for that matter. But just give more than you take, guys. Just like make it about the gifts that God has given you and just lead with your heart, your mind and your heart, knowledge and wisdom, right? And um, just don't worry about what other people think. Give unconditionally. If you give someone, they don't even say thank you, give again. If they steal from you, give everything else you have. Just give unconditionally and then sleep at night and rest. And Lindsay, the most successful people have the most boring calendars. It's just like, I think the whole point of the show somehow turned into like, there are so many of us out there that really model our entire lives after people and that we don't know at all. Just like you said, we don't know what their marriages are like or their spiritual relationships or their, you know, close friends or their lives are like at all. And like, we're killing ourselves to try to model after them. And a lot of times, like you said, it, like you get to the top, it, it's nothing like you think it will be. Right. And, and I believe in the three of you at such a high level. So I'm going to challenge you guys something. I'm going to ask you guys in the next 24 hours to come up with a three-year plan, personal and professional, um, and send it to me. And, and I'll type my email address here and my phone number. Um, and so the personal one is um, whatever it is. You know, if it's, uh, you know, get out of debt, if it's um, traveling to Europe, if it's, you know, building an orphanage, if it's going on a mission trip, whatever it is, you know, have a memory th three years, you have three years to change the world. And on the professional side, same way, is it for this to reach all 50 states? You know, it's not to get to a million people because if you reach all 50 states, you go wide and authentic authenticity will go deep, right? You go wide and those relationships will go deep. Like, you know, everyone says like, oh, I want to do a hundred million or I want to, go viral and touch a million people. No, just make a goal that you reach one person in all 50 states and maybe one country in Europe. And then just let authenticity and your gifts and your three hearts, all four of you go deep, right? And then you, meet, then you reach everyone. Um, but I challenge you to each look at your three-year personal and professional goals and whatever they are, guys, big or small, um, because I, I bet that your goals are going to be and your vision will be a lot bigger than what it is right now. Um, and I'm gonna challenge you, I'm gonna challenge you to think really big, um, really big, because you have a platform for it, guys. I mean, you literally could change the world. Um, and, and so I'm gonna challenge you guys to do that. I gave you my email address and cell phone number, but um, I'm gonna challenge you guys to change the world in three years. And, and um, or to be really bored, like it's okay. Like most people are like, I hope by the time I'm 69 and a half, I get to have a boat. I hope by the time I'm 69 and a half, I can play golf. I mean, you said you're 36, like so. I mean, I don't know. Like for most people, for most people, that, that's um, you've already made it, right? But I think you guys can do so much more. Like you guys can change the world. Maybe you get into elected office. Maybe you start another nonprofit. Maybe you give a million away. Maybe you reach a million people through this podcast. Maybe you start another organization or another business or, or you just, you just, you're so successful in your business and your day job that you feel comfortable enough to be truly authentic here where you share all your concerns and all your challenges. You know how powerful it would be on this show if, you, if everyone just shared their junk and been like, look, I'm not focusing on the junk, but I'm going to put it out there to give you permission to put it out there. Does that make sense? Like when you put your insecurities out there, when you put your challenges and your relationships out there and what keeps you up at night, you're giving other people permission. And, and that's when anxiety goes away because people have perspective now that's not as bad as they think because they're not comparing their insides to everyone else's outsides. And when that perspective creeps in, then gratitude shows up. And that's when anxiety goes away and fear goes away and the suicide rate drops and people go back to you know, what John Lennon truly was talking about in his song, like imagine, like he wasn't that far off. People are just so in fear, guys. They're so worried and survival of the fittest. So I challenge you guys, three years. 
It, does your wife feel the same way that you do? Like, is she very much on, like, you guys are totally in tandem with the way that you guys feel about life like this? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we, um, you know, um, it's kind of like um, the best relationships, the best partnerships are when two people with very similar values have very different strengths and weaknesses, right? So, <laughs> like, if you ever had a relationship that didn't work, either dating someone or in business, what you find is that either your values were not in alignment or you were too similar. Mm -hmm. um, and so your strengths and their strengths were in alignment, right? But then it's like, okay, so but you, your weaknesses are also in alignment. So like, who's helping who? You know, like it's the blind leading the blind. You're both blind, right? You both have great hearing but can't see. So who's leading who, right? And so what happens is in the best partnerships, your values are so much in alignment, Jessica, but your strengths are polar opposites and your weaknesses are polar opposites. And so like, I'm a really high DI and actually now I'm a high S because a lot of people look, you know, I'm very sensitive. So like a lot of people have disappointed me over the years. So my S has gone through the roof and then my wife's a really high SC. And so we have really different strengths. And then I think her strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. Um, but again, the values are in alignment. Like the three of you, your values are in alignment. Like for the show, your values are in alignment. You each bring something different to the table. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. For three years, guys. And, and here's the thing. If you do any more than three years and you're just getting comfortable and complacent, you're pushing it out too far. Cause you want, and if you do any less than three years and it might not be enough time, but if you do three years and we're going to unpack that gift, we'll figure out what two years looks like, what one year looks like and what next Tuesday looks like. But you have to have that purpose of like, why am I doing what I'm doing next week? Oh yes. For three years. What am I doing this next month? Oh yes. For three years. And you have that three years. And I think you can change the world in three years. Would you share something with us that's on yours for the next three years? Yeah, absolutely. So, so this mortgage company is called Covenant First Mortgage, and I named it that. Um, you know, um, my, my partner started Movement Mortgage, one of the biggest mortgage companies on the planet, and um, the CEO is one of my best friends. And they're like, oh, you should call it David Hoffman Mortgage or David Hoffman Group Mortgage or DHE Mortgage. I'm like, well, first of all, it's vanity, which is an idol I've gone away from. Second of all, real companies aren't named after people. I don't know why in real estate, everyone's like, you know, it's a Mike Johnson group. And it's like, the David, like, like, that's like, why are we doing it again, right? Are we doing it for a medal and for a plaque? Or are we doing it to change the world? Well, I'm doing it to change the world. So I named it Covenant first, guys, because the, the covenant um, of marriage is like the most you know, the, 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 the most sacred relationship, right? Like the strongest bond. And I wanted to show that every relationship should be that strong. So that, re that bond, that relationship comes first. And so my goal that I've been working on is one person at a time with like a platform like this with you girls, with you ladies, or like media or newspaper or TV, or just serving the community and someone asking like, why'd you do that with nothing to gain? Well, there is something to gain. You are better off. And one person at, at a time we can go away from the transaction and towards a relationship because regardless if it's real estate guys or if it's marriage, most people are consumed by consumerism. And to tie a bow around this, most people are like, well, I gave good experience at the restaurant, the owner, the waiter, the waitress, like, well, I gave good experience. I care about relationships. I get referrals. No, you care about the transaction. You care about the review and you care about the check and then you move on. But who cares outside the transaction? Who cares after the person says I do? Who cares after the child is born? Who cares after the commission check has been deposited? Who cares after the award ceremony, right? Who cares after the, the cameras go away? And so one person at a time with all the platforms that God puts in front of me, um, I wanna change the focus back to the relationship like it was in the 50s and 60s. And um, that's one person at a time. So in three years, I want to be doing a billion, a billion, one B in mortgage, in mortgage, not real estate, in mortgage, which is actually harder because I guess a billion in loans would be like a billion five in real estate. Um, but it's not just DHE, it's other relationships, obviously. And if I do that, when we do that, um, one, we want to give it all away. Um, and two, we want to tell a story, you know. Um, and so every time you have a chance to tell a story, you reach five to 500,000, 5 million people, you never know. And then it just keeps spreading. And you look up one day and you don't have to be Gary Vaynerchuk because Gary Vaynerchuk and 
Tony Robbins and Ryan Surang. Ryan's a good guy. They're all good people, but they went all in over here, guys. You're going in over here to be present here. Then you're going all in over here and over here and here. And then you look up one day and you know what happens? Lindsay, you changed the world across the board and you went golfing and you had time in the boat. And Cat Stevens doesn't make a song about you because you're actually there for your kids. So that's what my three years is, is um, to put the relationship first. You know, someone wrote a book last year about profit first. I want to write a book on relationship first. And, um, and that's part of the three years too. And, and um, so I've got a lot of goals built around changing the focus back to the relationship, keeping God in the center. Does that make sense? I have the oddest urge that I keep having to squelch. I like want to cry and I'm not even really sure why, but yeah. Um, I, can I ask one more question and it's kind of, we don't have to put this in if you don't want to, but is this a Keller thing? This more, 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 bigger, 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 because I've been wondering that a little, I think all of us have wondered that, right? We've talked about that a little bit. So, so the irony is I have not left. I've just focused on my community. Um, I didn't go to family union. The reason I didn't go to family union is because I wanted to remove that last idol. You know, the idol of being on stage, the idol of um, getting recognized, you know, like I realized there was a chase and it was exhausting. And, um, and so I had to pull myself back. So I pulled back from a lot of things. You know, Monica asked me a couple weeks ago to do something and, and I just, I'm so focused guys, cause I know my three years, I'm just very focused, you know, um, and, and changing the world for the better one relationship at a time. Change, changing it towards relationships. That's all that matters, guys. With, with your spouse, with your parents, with your kids, with your neighbors, with your clients, with your friends. It's all about the relationship and that's gone away. Um, and so I'm just laser focused on that. And, and, and why have people left one firm or another? It's because I think they're seeking an idol and when they either get there or don't get there, they realize like that's not their purpose. And, and then they start going down another path. Um, I'm too distracted to worry about change. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just focused, you know, focused on being authentic and making about the relationship. You're so authentic. That is like so perfect. Like that is the whole, the last six months to a year is everything literally you've been saying on this podcast is literally what I have been feeling about the numbers and chasing numbers and trying to be on that stage and trying to be the top person. And then when you get up there, it's really not that big of deal. You look back and you're like, what did I lose to sit up here for two seconds? Was it worth it? Yeah, it's not. Um, and, and, and guys, real fast, cause we probably all have to run, but, and I really appreciate you guys more than you know. It's okay to be successful. Yeah. It's okay to have nice things. It's okay to laugh and to enjoy your life. Like that's, we are here to be happy. Um, but more importantly, we are here to be givers and to be holy and to be helpful. Um, and so we can do both. If we can wake up each day and choose joy, we can have good things and have happiness and have fun and love life, but it's not what defines us. You know, I, I will promise you that Martin Luther King and Mother Teresa are in heaven right now saying, I lived life to its fullest. Regardless if Martin Luther King died young or if Mother Teresa died poor, they lived life to its fullest and they changed the world, right? So, so you know, just live life to its fullest. Like you have three years to change the world. That's a lifetime. Um, it's a lifetime, guys. And, and as young as you three are, you can do it. So um, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate you guys. And I, I hope we get that. I'm so glad you came on. Like Absolutely. Like I said earlier, like every time we interview someone, it always just feels like perfect timing. This for me today, that's why I'm a little quieter than I normally am because I was just taking it all in. Like I usually ask questions, but. I'm trying not to cry and I don't even know what that is. Like you were speaking individually to each one of us right now. I mean, I know each one of us is kind of going through our own weird things and you took us to church today in your own way. And so I appreciate you being real and authentic and, and that it's okay to you don't have to be number one to be happy because that's not what's going to make you happy. Well, and, and last thing I'll say is, um, you know, what does it mean to be number one? I mean, you could be number one. Um, if you change a little boy's life, you're number one in his eyes. 
If you lift up a little girl, you're number one in her eyes. If you help a homeless man get a warm meal and a hot shower and have dignity, you're number one in his eyes. Um, if, if you become your spouse, your best friend's best friend, you're number one in his or her life um, and in their eyes. Um, and so number one is just giving your gifts, guys, sharing your gifts. Um, it's not seeking out others, it's giving to others. And, and, um, and so you guys are doing it every day. Like you're, I'm receiving by giving, like I'm learning by talking with y'all three. And, and, and so I, I, I can see how just genuine and awesome and caring you guys are. And it's a lie, guys. It's a lie that the devil tells all of us to keep seeking and seeking. But what's right in front of you is the beauty to change the world. And, and you're already number one in a lot of people's eyes. Um, but what the devil does is he's here to divide and to get you distracted and discouraged and off that path, not realize there's people under your roof that you're number one to. Um, and, and, and so you are number one, Jessica. You just, you just may be wanting to be number one by someone else's standards whose life God didn't want you in. Um, and so, and you know, honestly, at the end of the day, Lindsay, you being a little bored means you're actually ready. You know, I'm gonna challenge all three of you, Kristen, Jessica, Lindsay, I'm gonna challenge you guys in 24 hours to really stretch, not just stress, well not stress, but just stretch your minds and your hearts to what's truly possible in the next three years. And not, and not to just be encumbered or held down by society telling you where you need to be. Um, but you can really impact a lot of people um, and, um, and this podcast is an amazing platform for you guys and all your clients. And if you just look down deep inside and look at the people that are already been placed in your life, there's enough people in your life. You can change the world. So you're number one in so many people's lives. I can promise you that. How do you, we're so way out of time. How do you find, how do you find your purpose or your calling? Cause I pray about that. Like the last 18 months, that's like the only thing that I pray about and like, uh, why am I crying? Um, how do you find, how do you find it? Like, how do you know? Just be still. I just have to be still for longer. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Kristen nodding her head. Just be I'm still. Terrible at that. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's terrible at it. That's why it's hard. <laughs> and sometimes you don't, sometimes we overcomplicate, right? Sometimes we think it needs to be more complicated than it is. Um, but life doesn't have to be hard. You know, you don't have to be busy to be successful. Life doesn't have to be hard for you to feel like you're accomplishing something. You know, that's a lie too. It's all a lie to stress you out and create anxiety and fear and discouragement. So I think you know the, the answer, but Lindsay, you have to just be open to it. You have to just be open to listening. That's why I think God is making you still so you can be ready for it. You've been praying for 18 months and, and, and you know the answer. You know, um, if you want, ask your girlfriends on this podcast um, what your gifts are, and they, they will tell you over and over again. All three times. Just have fun with this. You know, have a virtual, or I guess you don't have to have a virtual glass of wine. You're all in the same town. You know, just get together and just be like, or do it separately tonight. Like, put down the gifts for each of you and send it to the other ones. Um, and, and, and you'll know, like, you guys know you're placing each other's lives for so much more than even just for a friendship or a podcast. So, so, which is amazing. Like it's for all of it. Right. So, so lean on each other to find out what your true, true, true calling is because being in real estate is a blessing and it allows you to serve. And more importantly, guys, first of all, real estate is life or death because you're changing lives. I have no doubt about that. Second, there's people you place in your life that need you. They need you financially. They need you in their marriage. They need you with their kids. They are hurting. And, um, and if you focus on them, you can really lift them up and help them. And third, this podcast is going to reach people near and far that really need you guys. So I would challenge you all to help one another in the next 24 hours. And, you know, I can help as an unbiased East Coaster. Um, and I'll be like the home guy in the home girls group. But um, and, um, seriously, though, like 24 hours, 24 hours. I think you know the answers, Lindsay, but like you feel like it's either too simple or it's not exactly what you wanted to hear that day of the week, um, but you know it. Um, and, and ask God and then ask your girlfriends on this podcast. Well, you really touched my heart. Thank you. Thank I wasn't you. expecting that at all. So thank you.
Well, I Thank I you for sharing your gift with us today, David. I appreciate you. This was awesome. Well, well I appreciate you guys. Don't be strangers, okay? Go change the world. You have to unfriend someone on Facebook so that we can be friends. So I need you to make that selection, David Hoffman. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. So much. Bye. We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlsco.